Hi, everybody. I just wanted to tell you a little bit about that fourth hour. That new fourth hour is starting March the 2nd, and I really want you to be a part of it. This is the first time a radio show has ever done this, a live radio show, where you get to become part of the the background of that show. You get to um, give me information. You get to give me research. You get to have a voice in what happens. And um, I'm excited about this. In fact, I'm only taking a very selective, small group of people. We're going to join together off the air. And this is going to be every Thursday night from 8 to 9.30 at night. And people, other people that do this, something like this, they only do it like once a month. We're going to do it every week. And it'll be recorded if you can't make it that week. Uh, You can either sit in and just observe or listen or be part of the conversation. And so I'll have special guests come on just for you. And you'll get access to me through a special phone number where you'll be able to text me during the show and message me. And I can ask questions to guests and things like that, um, which will just make access so much easier. You'll have access that no one else has. And those things forward to my cell phone. So please go to the fourth hour tab on katedallyradio.com at the top and click and there's more information there. And I'm excited. Got to get your spot because it's filling up and I'm only taking a select uh, group. We got to keep it small. So please go get your spot and uh, get ready because March 2nd we start. All right. I'm Dr. Brendan White. I've been an optometrist for 29 years now. I started taking Balance of Nature fruits and vegetables 20 something years ago and I've been taking it ever since. My practice is called Envision Eye Health. We're all about preventative eye care. One of the things established from eye research is fruits and vegetables are good for our eye health. So I've always liked Balance of Nature from that sense. And the concept is clear from the title. This is the way our nutrition was meant to be acquired through fruits and vegetables. So my favorite question I get when I'm working in my clinic is, doctor, well, what do you do? And I tell them I take Balance of Nature It's a great product, and I can't think of another product that has a more broad-reaching scale of things that it can improve in our health. Start your journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get free shipping. And don't forget to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code KATE. Right? When you realize that mainstream media has sold you a box of rocks, it's time to tune into the Kate Daly Show. America's newest addiction. The show starts now. Today, doctors at the Federal Communicable Disease Center acknowledge the flu vaccine and the recommended dosage is ineffective, while in a larger dose, it can be harmful. However, the flu vaccine is still recommended. This month, a Senate subcommittee headed by Abraham Ribicoff charged that the federal government wasn't doing a good enough job of informing the public about ineffective vaccines. Scientists at the Division of Biologic Standards test vaccines for their potency and safety before licensing them for public use. However, the division does not determine the effectiveness of the vaccine. That is left to the manufacturers. A case in point is the influenza vaccine. Four scientists in charge of work on the flu vaccine during the 1960s found it to be ineffective, said they refused to give it to their own families. Two were transferred to other work. A third left the division. And over the entire 10-year period, not one word of their unfavorable findings was allowed to be published. That was three years after the division's own scientists had pointed out the danger. Dr. Murray justifies the use of the vaccine by saying it took three years to examine the evidence against it. It was more important to use the vaccines than to take them off the market and remove the agent. It was more important to use the vaccines than to take them off the market and remove the agent. 
For three years, American troops were injected with a cold-preventing vaccine, which was causing cancer in laboratory animals. Hmm. Hmm. I just got off the Alex Jones show. I had Harold Zeger on. He was awesome. He did a great job. Uh, Freedom's Nightmare is that book. <clears throat> so when you hear that reel from the 60s, what do you think? What do you think about that reel? What do you think about the fact that they said all of those things that um, they should be saying today, but they're not? And they were uh, doing a news expose on them. They were saying that, yeah, it was more important to give the vaccines. It was more important to give the vaccines than to actually know if they were safe or not. They didn't care. They just wanted to get them to you. Fauci's on record for saying um, the lockdowns will be a necessity to make sure people get get the vaccine because they won't have a life without it. So was it about health or manipulation? I mean, if you if you go back to the FDA right here, listen to this again. And to take them off the market and remove the agent. It's more important to use the vaccines than to take them off the market and remove the agent. Yeah. So they knew it had problems, but it was more important to get you those shots, right? That was the head of the FDA. It was more important at the time. It was more important to get you these horrible shots. And could they cause cancer? Yeah, they didn't care. They never cared. So I want to talk about a couple of things. I want to play you some um, great tape today on uh, election fraud because it goes so much deeper than people realize and into real estate of all things. Uh, Always glad to be on the... uh, take over that hour for Alex Jones. And I do that every Wednesday. Usually Um, you can go catch that at band dot video band period video. Um, Not a dot com. It's a band period video. Also, you only have two days to sign up for the fourth hour. We'll take a few more people. I'm excited. I, I, you know what, this is going to be so great. I was looking today and, and Glenn Beck said he was talking off the air, you know, to his subscribers. But that group is so massive that it's hard to talk, you know, off the air. This group's going to be small. And I'm really excited to get to know you and to um, to I'm so curious as to what you've been looking at, what you want to share with me. And uh, we're going to have such a great time every Thursday night. So don't miss out. We'll take a few more people yet and then uh, we'll close it up. So get your spot. Go to the fourth hour tab on the top of katedallyradio.com. OK, make sure you do that. Um, because, uh, I need your expertise and I need, you know, the, the, you as an audience, as we come together, just like Harold was saying, you know, you come together with like-minded people in, in small groups. It's kind of amazing what we can do. And you realize that it was in a room, you know, under 50 people that created the constitution. So if you ever feel like a room of 50 people, isn't that many. And you look at the masses and you think, there's no way. How can we reach everybody? Well, a a group of under 50 changed everything for this country, really under 60. But I was talking about in the creative phase. (laughs) It really didn't take very many people. So I played the vaccine reel from the 60s so we could understand that we still have this problem. We still have this ongoing thing going on with their vaccination program. God gives us a wonderful immune system. And I do believe that Satan says, um, no, that's not your immune system. Your immune system is here in a little vial with a needle. And we just have to keep giving you shots. That's your immune system. Your immune system doesn't know what to do unless we direct it, unless we tell it what to do. 
Do you believe your immune system is in a vial? Or do you believe God gave you one? I think I'd put a lot more stock in the one that God gave me. The Tabernacle Choir, I love the Tabernacle Choir. I think they just do such a beautiful job. And I guess I should call it by its, because they, they wanted to kind of change up how it was talked about in the press. And it's the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square. Okay. They were used for a study in September to November of 2021. They were used. They said to the choir, you must be vaccinated. If you're not, you're sitting out. And what they did was they conducted a study. There were six individuals, William Lanyer, David Palmer, D. Kith Wilmore, Keith Wilmore, Kelly Oakson, Aaron L. Young, and Leisha Nolan. And these people conducted a study on them through testing, and they published it at the NIH. And the title of it is Investigation of SARS-CoV-2 Transmission in the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square at the Context of Prevention Protocols in Utah, September to November 2021. The choir was never told they were being used for a study. But they had very, very strict testing that was done because they, the people in charge of the study obviously wanted an outcome so they could show everyone how wonderful it was to be not only vaccinated, but also test. Okay. It's not exactly how it turned out, but they sure gave it a hell of a job to try to shape this NIH study into something positive. So here's the abstract. The group singing and playing of wind instruments increase COVID-19 transmission risk. This is what they were trying to prove. So ridiculous for a sniffle. Anyway, um, after a pause during the initial period of COVID-19 pandemic, the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square organization, here and after they call it the choir, resumed musical events in September 2021 with prevention protocols, including required vaccination and pre-event rapid antigen testing. They tested the heck out of them. We investigated potential SARS-CoV-2 transmission at choir events during September 21st to November 7th, 2021. We interviewed COVID-19 positive members here and after case members. They call them case members. COVID-19 positive members because you know there's no COVID in the test, right? Okay. They don't mention that. Of course they wouldn't. And identified members exposed when a case member attended a choir event during his or her infectious period. Is there an infectious period? You know, virus is invisible, right? Okay. We compared whole genome sequencing results to access the genetic relatedness of SARS-CoV-2 specimens of available ones. They said of available ones. By the, by the way, they did not have a sequence for SARS-CoV-2, a full sequence. I think that's why they had to write available, what was available to us, because they know they don't have it. Still to this day. It goes on to say these specimens obtained from, from the choir members. We identified 30 choir members through pre-event testing. Self-reported positive test results were 18. And uh, a review of Utah's disease surveillance system. Okay, the surveillance system, isn't it amazing? They got two. All 30 choir members reported symptoms. 21 were women, 23 received a positive result by a nucleic acid 
amplification test. No hospitalizations or deaths were reported. It's the sniffles, guys. They have to, they have to say that. And they did. No hospitalizations, no deaths, no. It's just so scary. We have to test every day for it. Give me a break. We identified 176 test-eligible exposed members from 14 instances of case members during events during their infectious periods. What's an infectious period? It can be anything, according to them. All were tested at least once, uh, once two to 14 days after exposure. No symptoms or anything, just exposure to somebody else, you know, grandma that lives in another state, okay? Um, 74, 42%. By rapid antigen testing only, all negative. Nucleic acid acid amplification test. Among viral sequences available from 15 case members or choir members, the smallest singular nucleotide distance between two sequences was two, and the next smallest distance was 10. The lack of disease detected in most exposed members suggests that minimal, if any, transmission occurred at choir events. Then why write a study on it? Let me say that again. The lack of disease, it's not a disease, it's the sniffles, detected in most exposed members, in most exposed members, suggests that minimal, minimal, if any transmission occurred at any choir events, when community COVID-19 incidence was high. Prevention protocols might help help SARS-CoV-2 transmission during group musical activities. They didn't actually prove that. They didn't actually do anything Because only somebody's weakened immune system, and usually has to be through a bacteria, can get sick. But they tried to pad this, and they used the choir members to do it. Disgraceful. Disgraceful. Um, A lot of people are insinuating that Mike Levitt, horrible little Mike Levitt, and his disgraceful little pedophile brother of his, David, allegedly... Um, are uh, behind this. Mike Levitt's the one that padded the numbers for smallpox. It was $25 million in um, from Gerald Ford in 1975. When Mike Levitt got his hands on it under the Bush administration, he increased it to over $40 million because he said people couldn't count back in the early 1900s. He's that guy. He was governor of my state. He's pathetic. He's a total New World Order guy. He's disgusting. Mike Levitt is the worst um, not the worst of the worst. I think Spencer Cox is outdoing him, but, um, but yeah, pretty bad. He was a straight up hardcore liberal and decided to turncoat just like Romney so that he could get that you get your vote. Right. And he looks nice. He looks so handsome. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's disgusting. Anyway, they say that he was spearheading this choir members didn't know. And by the way, they did reverse course in 2022 and tell them that they didn't have to be vaccinated, but they strongly urged it, but they couldn't fire them over it. It just, it makes me sad that they were part, uh, used in this study and that they recorded all of this to be used in a study without their knowledge. And none of the choir members knew. They didn't know till a week ago. I'll be right back. Pete Daly Show. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show.
Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square. I love that version of America the Beautiful, gorgeous. Beautiful voices. And really, the telling you about this has nothing to do with the choir. Has everything to do with telling you at the slime balls, like Mike Levitt, who is the guy in charge of the choir, <laughs> president of the choir, who coordinate these things because he was health and human services. That's what it is. That's what it's about. Um, and uh, before I take the caller, I just wanted to say a few things. Number one, go to Garage Doors Only. Ugly Door Contest. Ugly Door Contest at garagedoorsonly.com. Submit somebody you know that needs a garage door. Submit yourself. Uh, ugliest Garage Door wins. A brand new garage door. The installation. Everything. You're going to be so happy. You're going to be so excited. It changes the whole face of a home. The garage door can do wonders. So make sure and go to garage doors only. Give them your business. Buy from them. They, that's all they do. I love these guys. And they always show up at all the Patriot events. And I think that's pretty wonderful. Garage doors only 435-868-1200. And you have to dial the 435. We're here in this local hour. I also wanted to mention Liberty Youth Academy. Uh, Liberty Youth Academy, get your kid out of public education. Nothing changed now that Bergeson's gone and Richard Holm has probably taken over the lead here. Um, nothing, nothing will change. He's a good little soldier, Richard. He'll do. He'll he'll bring on probably something worse than Common Core. Larry Bergeson can only say Common Core was his legacy. Common Core, uh, dumbing down of your children and then masking them to the hilt and treating them like little prisoners uh, in school. Yay, Larry Bergeson. Anyway, uh, so Richard Holmes taking over and it's not going to change anything. LibertyYouthAcademy.org is the place to go. Um, I also wanted to mention um, ABC Auto. If you need a car fix, they're the only ones to do it. And let me tell you, the insurance companies will agree with you. You request them and the insurance company goes, yeah, it's a great company because they really are. They're a good company. They know their business. They know what they're doing. They're going to work for you. Um, I brought up the, the choir because uh, Mike Levitt, so hold on caller for just a moment because we'll probably switch gears a little bit, but um, he was the one, um, you know, basically he is the uh, president, isn't he? Um, yeah, he's the Tabernacle Choir president. And so, of course, you have to name the sleazeballs. You've got to mention the guys that do this without the choir's knowledge. And the fact that he would do that doesn't surprise me because he's changed information before he has um, been a good little soldier in the New World Order. And so, of course, you have to out people like Mike Levitt doing the damage, right? Using the choir to say that if they test and they make people get shots they won't get as sick that's not true we've proven over and over again on the show with data that you actually this shot had nothing to, it was actually totally not only ineffective dangerous and uh, causing deaths and they made the choir do that and then also they're 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 just gonzo testing applications that they used on on these singers and uh they were putting it to use so they could say choirs everywhere if they just do these things they'll be less sick that is not actually what they proved but that's what they that's what they went with and the choir members didn't even know they were being part of an nih study because of uh, mike levitt mike levitt our former governor who's a total hack Okay, so let me leave that story right there for a second. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi, how are you Hi, doing? Hi, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Wendy, let's get an update. Oh, yes. So um, the Washington County um, held a, um, it, it was advertised on their public notice page as a bid opening. Mm -hmm. um, 
but it wasn't really. I, in fact, they're, they're, the notice they sent out said a public opening of proposals will be held Wednesday, March first at eight thirty a.m. Um, but all they did, they didn't, they didn't, um, they just said, "Here we got three, we got three proposals for a new um, ballot sorter with the capability to do um, election or signature review." And we got, they just said we got three proposals and here are the names of the three, but they didn't reveal any details or how much the bid is. They said, when I asked them um, how, how much did they each bid, they said, well, these are complex bids. Complex. And we're going to review them. <laughs> oh, and gosh. I said, well, what's the next date? Um, what, you know, in this process, what's the next date? And they said, we'll, we will publicly note it. We'll, we'll send out a notice to the public when, when that occurs. The just FYI, the three the three bids were from Bluecrest, Runbeck, and Tritech, and I'm sure everybody's familiar with at least one of those, Runbeck. Right. Um, they I know they have an Agilis machine that costs maybe three hundred thousand dollars plus fifteen thousand dollars a year to maintain, um, and. And if anybody was watching the Arizona State Senate hearings last Friday, mm-hmm. um, we one of the presenters there was speaking on behalf of Thaler Law Offices, mm-hmm. and they uh, presented evidence that alleges that um, two people from Runbeck, that's headquartered out of Phoenix, I believe, mm-hmm. um, that that Kevin Robert Runbeck, mm-hmm. the chairman of the board, and Jeff Ellington, the president and chief executive officer of Runbeck, they alleged that they were involved in this falsified deed scam um, that has yes. ties to the drug cartel. Are yes, you, I'm about to play. About a, I'm about to play a clip on that as soon as you end. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so they were alleged to be two of the people who had who had a lot of falsified deeds in in that group of evidence that was presented. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, that's why Runbeck will sound familiar to to. I hope the, the uh, county commissioners are listening because that would be maybe good information for them. You know, it's quite complex, though. I don't know whether they'll be able to understand. It's so complex. But I hope that they're listening so they can understand who they're dealing with and, and maybe not go in so naive. Right. Yeah, it'll be yeah. interesting to to see what the, what the the review holds on these on these bids. Right. Um, and I uh, another thing I wanted to I mean I'll, we'll just we'll just watch and wait I guess. But um, I just also wanted to give two other updates. Okay. Um, to, today and tomorrow there's a deadline tomorrow at noon if you want to sign up for public comment um, at the county commission meeting on Tuesday. It's coming up Tuesday at four o'clock. And if you want to sign up for public comment, you you can call in today at 634-5700, or um, you have it up until noon tomorrow. And then the other thing that's happening this week is the legislature, the session ends on Friday at midnight, right? Thank the Lord. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) um, And and they have, in my opinion, they've passed a couple bad bills regarding Uh elections. I've only been, I've mostly only been following the election bills, although I have followed a few other ones. Mm -hmm. Um, But in my, in my opinion, the very two best election bills that would have gone a long ways towards solving our election problems um, was um, Lyman's bill asking for an independent audit, not not one run by um, state officials, but an, an independent, it's called independent election evaluations. And it passed the House, but it hasn't even gotten a hearing in the Senate. 
um, and it doesn't look like that's going to happen in the next day or two. And then um, Senator Kennedy's bill called Voting Changes, um, and that one would have given uh, counties the some some more control over their elections. It would allow mm-hmm. them to decide whether they want to do be primarily vote voting in person or primarily um, voting um, by mail. The difference being you can st- you can always vote with absentee ballots. The difference is just whether are we going to mail out these ballots to every active voter on the list without their consent, which turns out, you know, 30 th- over over 35 percent of Washington County voters don't, you know, didn't even re- respond to the ballots that they were mailed in November. Right. So that's a lot of voters and a lot of ballots floating around. Two thousand of those ballots were were returned as undeliverable. So anyway, um, Senator Kennedy's bill would have given counties more control over those choices. And um, that bill never even made it out of one committee hearing. It never even got a committee hearing in anybody. And, um, but you know what, so, though? Thank, thank goodness we got Hindu Day, and we also got the Brian <laughs> Shrimp. So, you know, they're hard at work, you know? They're just yeah, so hard at yeah. work. Yeah, and we sure spent a lot of effort on yeah. the flag, too. I mean, just all these time wasters. And, yeah. and li- listen, the, the last year, they, they asked for a statewide audit of our election systems, and it, and it was published on their website yep. on December 13th. I encourage everyone to go look it up, olag.utah.gov. Um, it's, the, it's the audit of Utah's election. It's mm-hmm. over 80 pages of flaws that they found in our elections. Mm-hmm. And you would have thought that would have been the very first thing, you know, that they would have addressed. That would have been 90% of their time this session would have been spent right. on correcting the 80-plus pages of flaws that they found in that report. And, and really, that report is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, but but flaws is I mean like buried on page fifty one um, is the flaw that they found that where they realized that our post election audits don't actually validate whether the right person won. Yep. Go look yep. it up on page fifty one of that. Audit. I know. It's and then it and then they look at it like it's nothing. Nothing to see here, but just 80 pages of all the stuff that just happened. But don't look here. We're good. So they wanted the overall message to be it's everything's fine. It's not fine. Yeah. The report says it's not fine. Right. So, yeah, yeah. it literally says um, our post-election audits lack the ability to validate election results. And and then um, also another gem on page 25 mm-hmm. is where they they revealed that 22 out of 29 counties in Utah had a mismatch between the balance counted the balance counted and the voter credit assigned wow 22 of 29 had had mismatched numbers in terms of looking at oh here are the voters who voted and here's the vote totals and they don't match mhm jeez it's just, it's just a a bombshell and i can't believe Ninety percent of their effort wasn't spent in correcting these eighty pages of flaws. Um, but like I said, the, in my opinion, SB one eighty nine from Kennedy was awesome, and HB one fifty five from Lyman was awesome. But neither of them, it looks like, are going to see the light of day. They're, they both are are stuck uh, in the Senate. Yeah. Thanks. I it just <laughs> I'm so sickened by all of it. I. I don't have words anymore. Every time they're in session, the little hacks, you know, go to town and it's just really, really tough. 
Thank you. Well, I've appreciated our 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 local representatives. Uh, some of them have been quite responsive to me. Not not so much our ha- mm-hmm. in the House, not so much in the Senate here locally. Um, but it's it's becoming increasingly clear to me that if we're going to solve our election problems, we cannot wait around for the state to do it. We're going to have to do it at a county and a city level, which is why I encourage everyone to sign our petition. It's at southernutahsfortransparency.com. Then go down to take action yeah. and click the online petition. You can print one and mail it in or you can sign the online one. It's just really clear to me that if we want to fix our elections, we're going to have to do it at the city and the county level. So I encourage everyone to sign that petition at southernutahsfortransparency.com. Thank you. Thank you for that. Really appreciate it. Thanks, uh, thanks, Wendy. You're doing great work. I just wish we could just clone Wendy. Um, thank you. Yep. We got a horrible new flag without even passing the bill. They already had worked it up and started flying it. Thanks, Dan McKay. And then we got the brine shrimp as the crustacean and Hindu day. Those sailed through. Doing a heck of a job, guys. Don and Evan and all of our represent. Just, gosh, you know, just so proud, right? Just so proud. <sighs> wow. They can't get the two election election integrity bills through? How disgusting. Be right back. Kate Daly Show. Hi, everybody. This is Kate. Hey, go to preparewithkate.com. Right now, you can get some food storage in your home, and you can get such a savings on it. You can get a three-month supply with $150 off, or you can get a four-day supply uh, for $297. There's some great deals right now, and the best part is you can actually pay over time, but get it in your house right now. So I'm I'm really letting you guys know, preparewithkate.com. It puts you right into Patriot Supply. They're a fantastic company with fantastic products. Products. And I urge you to go ahead and get some food now as prices are going to be doubling and scarcity is going to be happening. So please get some food under your roof. Prepare with Kate.com. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys, Kate here. Hey, I just wanted to make sure that you realize the Pure Body Spray, the Zeolite Spray, there's an ad for that on the bottom of my homepage. You guys might want to grab that. In fact, I'm seeing a lot of really great results from it. This is the one my daughters turned me on to, and they give it to their kids. But also for older people as well, um, because of the metals in our body, the things that are uh, so toxic, they think this is what's causing all the Alzheimer's and dementia to happen. And so if that's the case, this Pure Body Spray, all you do a spray it in your mouth tastes like water you don't even taste anything and a couple times a day and it adheres to the metals and the toxins in your body and takes them out and so this is an important spray with everything going on all of the things showering down on our heads and everything else this is something that you're going to want in your arsenal so i highly highly recommend this uh pure body zeolite spray okay uh, make sure and go to the link on the bottom of my homepage. You'll feel better, less brain fog, all kinds of different things that you'll see from getting those toxins out of your body, your liver, everything else. Zeolite spray is amazing, and this is the purest form on the market, so make sure and get it. Lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. song by 
Chris Tomlin. Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. You know, you can't detect any anger from me, huh, when it comes to the states, the two awful state senators we have down here. They love red flag. They love pharma. Oh, gosh, they're terrible. And um, the representatives, I mean... You know, I'm not uh, I'm not one of those hosts that's going to kiss their rear end to get them on my show for an interview. So no, thanks. Can't kiss any rear end and uh, tell them what a great job they're doing in service of their state and country. You know, they're not serving anybody. They're doing what they want. And we got a brine shrimp crustacean and we got a new flag that looks like a flag from Yemen by Dan McKay, who actually constructed that flag without the bill even going through. How was that able to happen? Right. We have Dee Dee Henderson, who sits on a on a ginormous mountain of election fraud and um, doesn't want anyone to look here. You know, 80 page report comes out and says, yep, we got a lot of election fraud. Did you hear that, Victor Iverson? I don't know if you heard that. Yeah. 80 pages of election fraud and um, no one will do anything. We got Joe in as representative over Willie Billings. Willie actually won that race. There was a sample spelled it out perfectly. Everyone wants to ignore it. So here we are in this awful situation. Um, and uh, no, I don't have a lot of respect because Hindu Day and the, and the crustacean, state crustacean sailed through, but they can't get to election integrity bills through. This is your state hard at work, folks. These are the conservatives that knife you in the back every single day. OK, anyway, yeah, I'm angry and I don't care. I don't care that I offend the elected officials. This show is about you, the citizen, not them. But too many people in Utah make the show about uh, their shows about the elected officials trying to spin right the information to say what a great job they're doing, just like the mayors. I don't care if they ever come on my show again. I don't want them on if they're just going to tell you lies because the show's about you. Please go and join the fourth hour while you still can. Uh, please. Um, you've got a, we've got a couple spots. I think we have three left. Get it done. We want to talk off the air. I have so much. If you think I have a lot to say on this show, just wait till we talk off the air. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Good afternoon. I'd like to go back to your discussion of Mike Levitt and the uh, Tabernacle Choir. Uh, first of all, what you okay? I've got to hurry uh, though because I have a clip to play. So we got to make it quick, like a minute. Okay. Yeah. So my some people may not know it. And by the way, when you compare Mike uh, Levitt and uh, Spencer Cox, they're on the same team. They're like yeah. uh, an I army. I think Spencer one Cox a rifle, will be one worse. A, a rocket launcher. Uh, yeah. They're on the team that Biden's on. Yes. Yes. Uh, I get but it. But Michael Levitt in the nineteen twenty five. Actually, about almost 30 years ago, headed up an effort to abolish the Constitution of yeah. the United States. Right. Now, I suspect he's a Mormon LDS, mm -hmm. and yeah, it's a yeah. divine document. What did we do support him? I fought him. I, for I don't know, but Mitt Romney's LDS too, and I don't uh, stand he behind him either. Conference of the states, uh, talked to uh, Don Father about how mm -hmm. evil and how lie, how he lied and lied. He headed up for the whole country to uh, uh, to establish a con con uh, convention where they could abolish the Constitution completely. If it's a divine document, what the heck is he leading the way I, to change it or abolish it? Thank you. I'm with you. Thank you for that. No, Mitt Romney's LDS too. There's a lot of people in a lot of religions. It's not the religion. It's the them. It is them. The Mike Levitts, the Mitt Romneys, the Harry Reeds. Yes, they are my religion. No, we are not on the same page. No, I do not. Would never do the things they're doing to our country. So, you know, to say they're LDS and then say that's that's the, you know, kind of like that's the no, it has nothing to do with anything. It just has the fact that, yeah, they're traitorous and disgusting. Yes, <laughs> I'm with you. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. 
Make it quick. Hi, Kate. Hi. This is this is Mike Brown. Hi, Mike. The famous Mike Brown. Yes, that got, that got out tossed out by Dan McKay. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I just wanted to call in. It was actually one year ago today that that happened. Oh my gosh! So, because what did you have on your yeah. T-shirt that offended uh, Senate, State State Senate? I'll never give him the senator title because I don't I don't <laughs> dig that guy at all. Uh, State Senator Dan McKay. Uh, what 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 was on your T-shirt that was so offensive? Well, I had we the people on the front of my shirt. Oh, and that is Liberty offensive. On the back, well, so I know, pretty offensive. Forbid. Yes. What Plus, do you, what? I had a sticker. <laughs> I had a sticker on, on my oh, shirt, too. Oh, gosh. That was, that had was you arrested. Offense, but, he had you arrested, but, but say, so that was nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I will say, um, you know, Mr. McKay is uh, changing our flag. Yes. And I went to I went to the hearing the other day, and I... I brought my own stickers and wore it proudly. So nice. uh, to go Good against job. him. So. Good job. Good job. So what happened? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But unfortunately, I've been texting reps, you know, the last hour trying to get them to not change our flag. But it seems like cancel culture is alive and well. It's very oh, disappointing. They'll, so. they'll all do it. I'll bet you Don here um, and uh, Ivan are all for it, too. They they wanted to oust the name Dixie, even though they said they put up a fake fight at the end. Well, Don did. But our state centers, I'm sure they'll all be hook, line and sinker for this. Um, and uh, the House, too. It's so disgusting. The, the flag is a Yemen flag. I mean, it's just awful how they're changing in these flags and they got the money to do it anything else yeah what happened yeah well i yeah well i just want to say that just that uh you know it's really a litmus test of, of who is really conservative because if you want to conserve be a conservative you'll conserve our flag and yes. our heritage and yes. it's just pathetic that they so easily will just disregard it and so i agree it's just uh, disappointing on the anniversary of my uh you yeah. know big freedom of speech debacle a year ago yeah. now we're losing our flag it's just you know a sad state of affairs in our country so thanks for letting but me as see far you. as as far as you know my case and everything mm-hmm. it, you know the charges were dismissed luckily Luckily, you know, it took two months, but they were dropped. And but I do currently have a, a federal lawsuit against uh, Mr. McKay and Good. the UHP and, and others that uh, violated my rights and assaulted me and and humiliated me um, in right. front of everybody. So I have an ongoing case. We're just waiting for the judge to do something about it and move it forward. Excellent. Thank you for that. I'm glad you called in, Mike. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Dan, yes Senator yes. Dan McKay is awful. Thank you very, very much. I uh, really appreciate him. And yes, uh, did you write your your uh, local government official and tell them to stop uh, voting for the change in the flag? And and why aren't more members of our legislator coming out and saying, um, yeah, you, why did you guys get to do that without even the bill going through yet? Why is it already done? Why is it already done? Do you see any of them asking questions? No, because they're wuss bags. That's why. They're total wuss bags. <sighs> Don't even get me started. <laughs> Can you tell it just drives me crazy? I just see them knife a smile and knife you in the back every five freaking seconds. Drives me crazy. For 12 years, had to watch this happen. Just makes me so sick that people can't figure this out yet. And they still applaud them. Oh, can I take a selfie with you? You're such a rock star. No, you're not a rock star. <laughs> you're not a rock star. You're awful. <laughs> That's what I want to say. Ah, don't even get me. No, don't even get me started. I, so listen to this about election fraud. I have this clip to play. Here we go. This is five minutes. You have to listen to this. This is all about the real estate holdings and everything else they found. This is from the Arizona uh, Senate uh, meeting that they had, and this was a presenter. Here we go. Um, the next person is Jackie Breger. 
I hope I said that right. And the title of her report is Preliminary Findings of Activities Impacting Arizona's Election Integrity with Specific Focus, focus on the 2020 and 2022 General Elections. Um, we have been investigating multiple multi-state uh, racketeering and corruption. John Harris Thaler is our senior attorney and he is in charge of this investigation. Mr. Thaler has been practicing law for 32 years. His firm specializes in investigating racketeering and corruption for both the public and the private sector and he has participated in some of the largest investigations, both in the US and abroad. But with respect to the current matter at, at hand, in 2006, the US Attorney's Office in Illinois, Idaho, and Indiana investigated the laundering of drug cartel monies through a complex series of single-family home purchases in those particular states. By 2009, numerous real estate agents, escrow companies, and title insurers, insurers had been indicted, charged, and convicted of racketeering, and in 2014, our office was asked to review the case file. The reason for this was whether we, was, was we were asked to determine whether monies from the sale of the properties had filtered to properties purchased in Arizona, specifically in the Maricopa and Pima County. We concluded that several real estate agents convicted in Iowa had set up laundering systems in Arizona and thereafter had transferred the proceeds of sales to the Panamanian corporations. In 2018, Mr. Thaler discovered, incidental to a completely independent matter, a series of trust deeds evidencing that cash laundered through single-family residences in Arizona was pervasive and ongoing. With that, a new investigation began, with the focus being on money laundered and related racketeering activities in Maricopa County, and as, as well as in several other Arizona counties. We are currently represent several parties directly damaged by these racketeering activities. The investigation originally focused on fake notarizations, fake deeds of trust, fraudulent buyers and or sellers of the real property transactions, as well as other companies used in real estate transactions, such as real estate brokers, mortgage companies, title and escrow companies, real estate inspection companies, service companies, and so on. Over 120,000 documents have been reviewed to date. <clears throat> These documents have definitely evidenced multiple racketeering enterprises, which include narcotic sales, money laundering, tax evasion, payroll theft, bankruptcy fraud, life insurance fraud, auto insurance fraud, bribing of elected and appointed officials, creating and modifying public record, falsifying professional licenses and related credentials, swatting indiv individuals who pose a threat to these enterprises, and last but not least, election fraud. I walked in and I primar our primary findings were first reported to Governor Ducey in 2022. Our report contains 47 separate filings 
cartel monies mostly came from illicit narcotic sales, which include crystal meth, meth, cocaine, heroin, and fentanyl, as well as human trafficking. In addition to purchase and sales of single-family residents, cash is laundered through inflated and falsified construction invoices, falsified charitable donations, tuitions paid on fake students allegedly, attempting private, allegedly attending private trade schools, and falsified bankruptcies. Wells Fargo bank bankers in Arizona and in multiple additional states have engaged in opening, checking, and direct deposits accounts for, 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 for um, phantom people. Resources, including city government officials and agencies in Mesa, Arizona has also been integral in the laundering activities. Since 2010, money laundering has exceeded $7.5 billion. In Arizona, laundered cash is used in part to bribe elected and appointed public officials and their support staff. The principal preparers of the documents necessary to effect the racketeering enterprise are Donna Ray Chavitz, a resident of Mesa, and her daughter, Brittany Ray Chavitz. To date, more than 10,000 falsified documents have been recorded with the Maricopa County Recorder's Office. We estimate that more than 35,000 warranty deeds and trust deeds evidencing fraudulent transactions exist in the database. The number of falsified notarizations exceeds over 15,000. The clip is actually pretty long. I just played the kind of the shortest part of it. And so the big question is, what's going on here in Utah? But we're so busy passing Hindu Day, you know, because Hindu, and brine shrimp crustacean, and making sure Dan McKay gets his precious little new flag. Where are the representatives like Don and Evan and all our local house reps? Why aren't they going after and seeing if this is occurring in Utah? Which I'm going to guesstimate with a pretty good advantage here that, um, yeah, that it goes into real estate holdings. That This would not be hard to find if you were to take this woman who did this research and, and put this person on the state of Utah like they found in Idaho and all these other states. Why are they not doing that? You want to fix the state? You say that you're all invested as a conservative to fix this? Then why don't you do something important about undercovering the, uh, uncovering the fraud, the racketeering, the election fraud? But nope, nope. They stick to simple little things that don't mean anything and tell you they're working hard. And this is why I, I lack respect for any of these individuals. This is exactly why. So if I seem harsh, no one's being harsh enough. Your nicey nice game hasn't worked all these years. And they're getting away with this. They're getting away with all of this. They're not doing anything to save this state. They're not doing anything to put Spencer uh, Cox back in the box. They're not doing anything. So don't let them tell you they are. They're hardly working. They're not working hard. They're hardly doing anything. And if anything, they're damaging you as a citizen. And no, I'm not going to just play like I don't know. Be right back. Kate Daly Show.